to Indie Fashion Creators. I'm your host, Ashante, independent designer of Christian Omishan. This podcast was created for the indie designers finding their way to success in a very competitive industry. My goal is to be able to provide resources to aspiring and thriving designers who seek guidance and advice to help run a successful independent brand. I hope that within this podcast, you can find the tools you need to keep you inspired on your fashion journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Indie Fashion Creators. I'm your host, Ashante, and this is episode four with Corinne Chishimba of Beauty Box Style. Thank you so much for joining us, Corinne. Tell us a little bit about how you created Beauty Box Style. Thanks so much for having me today. So originally I started as a blogger stylist with the Fuller Figure. So that was my blog for several years. And I started meeting amazing people and they would always compliment me on my style. And I had a vintage boutique in Philadelphia and my clients would always come in and they wouldn't shop unless I styled them. So when I would start doing photo shoots, um, I would be on set and I would do hair, makeup and styling. And someone said to me, you're like all things beauty in a box. So I thought that's actually a really good name because at that time I was getting out of blogging and I was trying to figure out what my next step was going to be. So I decided to start Beauty Box Style, which would pretty much be a style firm that provides creative directive services to people who are looking to polish their image. So tell me, how did you first get into fashion? So my earliest memory of fashion has to come from my mother and my grandmother and my aunt. They were the most fabulous women that I had ever seen. We're talking about 227 Sandra with Dallas, the Young and the Restless, all mixed up together, shoulder pads, sequin, caftans, everything you could imagine, I saw them wear. And I was always infatuated with them, and they were the most beautiful women. And then I saw Oprah Winfrey, who was black, plus size, and celebrity laying for life and I just knew that at some point I needed to be Oprah and for me that was fashionable and communicative so I decided that I wanted to communicate with style and so ever since I was introduced to Oprah that's all I've ever wanted to do. So tell me Corrine as a stylist how do you connect with indie brands? So I like to make a genuine connection with indie brands. I like to reach out via email and introduce myself as a stylist and creative director and just let them know the upcoming projects that I have coming up and kind of like get a gauge for whatever potential collaboration that, you know, may be able to happen. Another thing is when I go to events and there are, you know, vendors that are there, I make it my business to try to go and support as many as possible and buy items and introduce myself as a stylist and let them know, you know, what my website is so they can see my work and things of that sort. Cause I'm really big on collaborating with indie designers for magazines because I feel like that's the way that they get the best exposure. So it normally is either face to face or through email. And I really just believe in making genuine connections with people. What are some of the ways that you feel indie brands are hitting or missing the mark as it relates to branding? This is a loaded question, but I will say this. 
as a brand strategist, I always tell people that a brand is the promise of an experience. It's not your logo. It's not your website. It's not your business cards or the tags on your clothing. That's your brand identity. But your brand is really the experience that people get when they collaborate with you. And so from, you know, different collaborations that I've had with indie brands, I would definitely say the hits are that the collections are getting better and better. I really feel like indie designers truly have their finger on the pulse of what women want to really look like and feel. You know, you're seeing these collections and we want to look fabulous. We want to look put together and we want to look unique. We do not want to walk into the events of our lives, the occasions of our lives, the offices of our lives and look like everyone else in that environment. And I think that indie design really have this niche where they can provide that need for the women who just want to be unique. And I definitely think that that, you know, is one of the hits. Um, One of the misses with branding, I feel like first is that um, the business component of the way that indie designers collaborate um, can kind of like deter you sometimes. And I just say that because there have been times when I've reached out to indie designers to collaborate and because, you know, my face isn't known, they aren't necessarily going to or aren't willing to work with me. And that's understandable because it's an indie designer's prerogative of who they want to work with. But then as a brand strategist, I'm always concerned because I'll follow up to see who that brand is working with and it really isn't always someone who has their best brand image at hand. So one of the misses is, I would say, if you're going to collaborate with anyone, make sure that you are holding yourself responsible for your brand. You can't hold the collaborator responsible. It has to be you. How do you hold yourself responsible? You establish exactly what your expectation is. And if that individual is not willing to meet that expectation, then that is not your collaborator. If they're not willing to ensure that they, they're wearing shapewear in the post, if they're not willing to give your product the right amount of, te- of attention, the right amount of production on their social media or on their project, they may not necessarily be the best collaborator. The other thing is sometimes when designers send me clothing, when indie designers send me clothing for a photo shoot, they aren't really clear about what their expectations expectation is for the photo shoot and they're not clear about if they want me to send them back the items or not. It really isn't my responsibility as a stylist to figure that out. When I'm pulling clothing, thank God I have integrity and I always send the items back. But there aren't that many people. They feel like, oh, this is the way that the world works now. You send me something. I didn't pay you. It's free. There really should be an agreement in place that says, this is how long you're going to be able to use this garment. This is the way that it should be shot. And please have this garment back to me in the original condition prior to this date, or this is what I am going to charge you for utilizing and destroying or not returning my garment. And I think that when indie designers are willing to take the initiative initiative to establish that for their brand, they'll start to get their garments back 
bag. They'll start to build better, more lucrative relationships, and they'll have more of a professional and polished standing in the design community. All right. So as you know, followers is such a huge deal now and everyone is trying to grow their brand. What advice would you give independent designers to help them leverage their social media? So I use something with my branding clients called the VALUE acronym. It's V-A-L-U-E. So it's visuals, it's action, it's leadership, it's unique approach, and it's execution. And Corinne, what does all of that mean? It means you really have to be willing to position yourself as the go-to brand for whatever it is that you make. So if you're a swimsuit indie designer, your visuals should be lit. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money. It doesn't have to be, you know, this large production team. Sometimes it is, you know, getting the prettiest girl in your area, taking her to the hotel swimming pool, throwing some balls and throwing some beach balls in there and really just getting your product in the environment that you're following is going to wear I know that we, you know, have to save money because production costs are very high. But when you're launching a new campaign, you really should get your best three garments and give them and make them the bell of the ball every time you launch a collection. And then what you do is you put that imagery on social media to draw attention to the other 10 to 12 pieces that you have in your collection. But if those three pieces are presented correctly on your social media, people will be running to your website to see the rest of them. And I think sometimes, you know, we we spend time and energy really trying to get the numbers, but you really want the engagement. It really shouldn't be the numbers. Numbers on social media for an indie designer or an, or a brand isn't as as important as the engagement. So if you have 2,000 followers and 1,500 of them are liking your posts and they're commenting and they're sharing, that's great engagement. That's great reach. And that means that a good 500 to 600 of them will actually buy your product because they're really engaged. If you have 2,000 followers and you post a picture and only 20 of them are liking it, you have no engagement, no reach. So you can have 30,000 followers and still not get any likes, any comments, and your social media really isn't effective. So it really isn't about the numbers. It should be about the engagement. Okay, Corinne, how do I engage? Respond to your comments. You know, when someone tags you in the picture of what you're wearing, of, of them wearing your product, repost it, comment on it, you know, make them, you know, your, you know, fashion friend of the week because they're in your brand. You really have to celebrate the engagement that you do have so that new people who come will see, oh, this is a brand that really cares about their customer base. They're not just shoving their products, you know, down my throat. But I I do challenge all indie designers to take those three pieces and make them the bell of the ball, do a nice little capsule collection shoot, you know, for them, however you want to do it, get it nicely edited and put it up and you really will see the difference. 
So you just gave us effective ways of how we can um, interact with our social media audience online. But do you feel it is equally as important to connect with your audience offline? And if that's the case, what are ways that some brands can do that? So I think that social media is a very powerful platform and tool for business owners to use. But I also feel like the art of face-to-face connection is slowly dwindling away. And it is a huge missed opportunity, especially if you are an indie designer that has a boutique or if you host pop-up shops or if you offer that face-to-face interaction. Every opportunity that you have to connect with your customer is a valuable a valuable one because it allows the customer to see how genuine you are, to see what your brand experience really is. Argument's sake, if you have a boutique and you are launching new items on social media, you should put just as much energy into launching that event in store as well. And so the day that you post your new social media images, you should also post that you're hosting an in-store event to launch that same entity of collections. Or if you have a studio and you are appointment only, you should invite your regular clients that normally get things made by you to your studio to see the new fabrics, to see the new design mock-ups of what you're bringing out for the season. Really just find the value in connecting one-on-one with your customer and creating the opportunity to get in their face and make them remember, hey, I'm here. I have new items and you should come and shop. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Tell me, what kind of obstacles have you endured in building your own brand and why do you feel it's important to share this information? Some of the obstacles that I've faced in building my own brand is when to ultimately start over. And sometimes when you're doing something for a certain amount of time, you really get into a space where you're holding on to experience that really doesn't mean anything anymore. It's good for, you know, face value, but it's time to create room for new experiences. So recently, one of the obstacles that I faced was that I wasn't really getting the engagement that I wanted on Beauty Box Style. I just wasn't getting it. So I decided to delete my entire Instagram and start from scratch so I could curate the content the way I really wanted it to be. And as a result, you know, things are going a lot better for me as far as connecting with my audience, getting them to comment. When I do Instagram stories, I get at least, you know, five to 10 DMs, which is really, really great for me. It's different from what it was. And I feel like my brand had just become stagnant and I was really interested in reinvigorating it. I think it's important to share how you are struggling in your brand because the new competition is collaboration. And if you have, you know, a sister in the business or a mentor in the business, it really helps you to, you know, kind of share ideas and figure out how you can grow within your brand and make things better and and make it work. And I'm lucky, you know, that I have, you know, I, I always say behind every strong woman is a group text of women who 
is, you know, hyping you up and telling you about yourself. You know, and I'm really lucky and blessed to have a group of women who really helped me to gather my edges and keep it together. In your opinion, as a stylist in fashion, what do you think is lacking in the industry at this moment? I can honestly say that I feel like from a designer standpoint and from a fashion publication standpoint, there's something happening calling creative called creative negligence where there isn't really a lane for creative imagery. And I think that indie designers can really take advantage of this opportunity to create campaigns that really say exactly what you want your clothing to say and how you want your customer to feel, but say it in a really impactful way. When I look at magazines for, you know, plus size women, or when I look at indie magazines, I really don't see that creative editorial. I don't see the whimsical Alice in Wonderland, you know, Chanel in Paris show, the Tom Ford show, the Burberry show. All of these brands started as indie brands. They all started very small with small budgets, and they had to be exceptionally creative to grow their brands to where they are today. And a large part of that came from the allure, the appeal. You know, they created this imagery of their garments that just made people feel like, I don't care what it costs. I have to have it because I need to be the girl in this picture. It wasn't the girl that they were after. It was the image that was created. And so I really feel like that creative energy is just null and void right now. And I feel like, you know, indie designers have to really focus on creating a space for their collections. Yes, you know, online and in their boutique, but it needs to be in a way that the campaign is making your customers say, oh my gosh, did you see so-and-so's, you know, new Palazzo pants and set? You know, enough of the backdrops, enough of, you know, the same, you know, sidewalk imagery. Let's get creative. Let's get a team together and let's really, you know, put it out there that my collection is better than great is better than awesome. This two-piece suit is worth the $250 that I'm charging because it's good quality fabric. It's good quality material. And this is really what you'll look like. If you're presenting resort wear, res- resort wear, I should look at your campaign and feel like I am on a resort. That's why Monique C saw such success from day one. She was an indie designer just until recently. She just separated herself by imagery period you know she had access because she was from the Barbados she would go home to see her family she would take her new pieces and she would shoot them on the beach in her home place of the Barbados you know if you're near a beach you can create the same opportunity for yourself but I really think that what's missing is that creativity and campaigns that we must get back if we want to see the level of success that we can So I want to talk a little bit about mentorship because I think that it's very important Um, when you're building a brand. um, If you establish a brand, everybody has mentors. Um, Is there anyone you would consider a mentor to you? And would you ever consider mentoring someone else? 
So I do not currently have a mentor. I've never really had a mentor, honestly. Um, I do have a a circle of people, a circle of friends, family um, who pour into me. They encourage me. They get me outside of the box. They get me out of my head. They get me into action, make sure that that I'm productive. I can go back and forth with them about different ideas and projects that I have. Um, They tell me if I'm biting off too much or if I need to do a little bit more. So I feel like I have a group of mentors that kind of help me to be my best. Um, But I will say that if I could have a mentor, it would be in our industry, Gwen DeVoe. Um, just because she is amazing and the way that she has globalized, nationalized the plus industry in a 10-year period, she really has taken um, the opportunity to create opportunities for people who were known locally and given them a national platform to really grow. And she, you know, has traveled the nation, pouring into other people. So I would definitely love for her to be a mentor. Um, I would love for Oprah to be my mentor. I mean, who doesn't want Oprah to be their mentor? But I would love for Oprah to be my mentor just because she came from nothing, made something out of nothing, and really has stayed transparent and true to who she is. Um, And I respect that. Would I consider being a mentor? Absolutely. I'm a really hands-on kind of, I would be a hands-on mentor. I don't really believe in just telling a person how to do something. I believe in showing up, being supportive, and showing them how to do it to kind of see them to that space. So I would definitely love to be a mentor. All right. So tell us, Kareen, where can we find you on social media? So for anything style and creative direction, you can find me at www.beautyboxstyle.com. I am on Instagram as at beautyboxstyle and I am on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash style solution for beauty box style. If you are interested in any branding um, tips, my free webinars, things of that sort, that brand is the you brand PR.com. And you can find me on Instagram, you brand PR, just at you brand PR. All right, you guys, all of Corinne's information will be in the info section below. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at Indie Fashion Creators. And as always, stay humble, stay hungry, and stay blessed. Until next time. Thank <laughs> you.